When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Reckless speculation. Reckless speculation. Gentlemen, it is a reckless speculation Thursday here, intersecting with a scoop session with Darren Doogie Wolfson from the 5 Eyewitness News Sports Department. We bring him in every Tuesday and Thursday. If you haven't already, click that like button and the subscribe button on the Score North YouTube channel if that's where you consume. I'm in the mood to speculate recklessly today, boys. I don't know where you guys are at, but I, I'd love to hear someone throw out a couple just like wacky ideas that we can latch on. Okay, to. I'm going to start. I'm hearing Nick Saban is going to retire. Bill Belichick <laughs> is going to be fired. And I'll no, just throw dude. this in. Pete Carroll is going to be moved into an advisory role by the Seahawks. Those okay. are things I'm Unrealistic. Unrealistic. You would have loved it, Phil, by the way. Happy Thursday to you, gentlemen. Phil, you would have loved it yesterday. So I'm in the presence of Mark Coyle for a sit-down interview, TV interview that will air Sunday night, locally here in the Twin Cities on Channel 5. So I'm bonding with Mark. In the moment that I'm bonding with Mark, his media guy, our good buddy Paul, gets a notification on his phone. Pete Carroll done with the Seahawks. So then I joke with Mark, and hey, Mark will be the first person to tell you, like, you know, he's pretty boring at times, right? You know, so I said to Mark, hey, should I start the PJ Fleck to Seattle rumors? Nice. And then, and the, and then the Bama that. job opens up. <laughs> PJ to Bama. Let's let's check the odds. By the way, here in the studio, what is this? Yeah, I saw that. What is that? Judd's all good. There's a you want some reckless speculation? Looks a very Uh-oh. confidential. Like I would uh, imagine, this is a contract. Judd, Uh-oh. am I onto something? It's oh, a Judd yeah, that, contract. That, that, that's my contract. Yeah. Wait, did the legal office just like throw that in the studio? They, just they did it downstairs. <laughs> Don't you have a mailbox? Can, can you stick it in my mailbox? Which is there's no reason to recklessly door. speculate. Let's find out the terms there's of no- Judd's contract. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I have it right here. I wouldn't Opt-out mind as clause. much as, as the company. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I've got a feeling that I wouldn't care much. I think the company would be very upset. Oh, so that's get to probably see not Judd, a good idea. Judd negotiating uh, the, the private jet a couple times a PJ, year. Oh, the PJ yeah, the the is in parking spot. Parking I've, spot. I've now, I'm going to park right by Joe Schmidt. It's going to say KSDP sports director. Sports and then dad. it's going to just say sports dad. <laughs> oh, so wait, breaking news. Judd Zolgad, new contract. Well, he hasn't signed it. Yeah, I mean, this is, Phil, this is oh, Batista Triple H. Like, is he going to put oh, no, it's Dan signed. Seaman no, no, through no, the no. table? The, like, what's going to happen? No, here? no, it's signed. <laughs> These are the duplicate copies. But I love the oh, fact ah, that. Wait, 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 wait
That's Jeff Dubay's that, music. I love the fact they brought it downstairs. Oh, it's fantastic. Just threw it on just the threw thing. it in the studio. <laughs> 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 oh, oh god yeah please put that in my mailbox and forget you saw it no, i right. will do that but i'm telling okay. you I'm gonna rip it open first let's talk some vikings boys i don't trust you you would okay let's talk some vikings here okay i don't know I, i'm trying to see if there's anything to latch on to we will do a deep dive on purple daily on the quasi koc press conference but i'm just I'm, I'm wondering there are currently there's so much up in the air in the nfl right now and i'm wondering you got eight head coaching openings You've got you've got quarterback openings all across the league. Some teams looking to draft, some teams looking to figure out their Kirk Cousins situation, like the Vikings. So for the Vikings, are there are they kind of running the show here? For, like, do, do the Vikings have to wait for any dominoes to fall around the league, or can they take care of their business with Kirk and Daniil without any sort of external circumstances? Because I'll give you one thing here: if you're Kirk and the Vikings aren't offering you the the structure that you want, the money that you feel is respectable. There is a report this morning. I'll give you some reckless speculation. We'll start here. Reckless speculation. So Bill Belichick is no longer the coach in the New England Patriots press conference this morning with Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick. There are two credible reports, one by The Athletic and another one, I think, by NFL Network, that the Atlanta Falcons are very, very interested in Bill Belichick. And if you're Belichick, you're looking around at the Falcons. They got a top 10 pick. They've got weapons all over the offense. Um, they've got like $30 million in cap space to spend, and that's before slicing and dicing their roster. Good situation. They play the Vikings but, in 2024. Yep, but you also, if you're Bill Belichick, you're probably done with like the Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi, young rookie quarterback thing. We've talked so much about Cousins to Atlanta. His fa- his wife's family's from Atlanta. His They got married in the in the Atlanta, Georgia area, Kirk and uh, and his wife, right? I'm starting to see a picture here, recklessly speculating, if the Belichick to Atlanta rumors are true, and he's not going to want to just draft a quarterback with the eighth pick, take like a Michael Penix and develop him. He's going to want an established quarterback. Would there be a path to Belichick, Cousins, Atlanta, eighth overall pick, edge rusher to help shore up their defense? They don't have a great edge rusher. Reckless speculation. I'm well, just what about this? What about moving from eight? To one, giving up eight, your 25 first-round pick, your 24 second-round pick, other picks. Then go get the quarterback you identify, whether it's Drake May or Caleb Williams. What about that path? I need to know then who is the OC in Atlanta. I get the family connection, cousins to Atlanta, but I need to know more in terms of, you know, quarterbacks coach, play caller, that sort of dynamic plus what is the price point that the Vikings will not exceed? Okay. Both sides are motivated. Like Phil, I'm positive. Both sides are motivated to get something done. Doesn't mean here that a deal gets done because I don't think the Vikings are going to exceed a certain price point. I got a couple of questions here though. Um, so Kirk was offended. The, the fact that what it that didn't get done last March because the Vikings wouldn't guarantee. And by the way, I agree with Vikings a second year. The Vikings said, we'll give you, we'll do an extension and we will guarantee the first year, but we're not going to guarantee the second. And so Kirk said, okay, you I'm have not- that nailed down by the way, Jeb, because Ben, ben Gessling reported as it was a along those lines, but was it an additional that. year? Are we sure it was those exact terms? 
Gessling, Gessling did a big piece on the Cousins contract and where things might go a couple of weeks ago, in which he said it was the second year, it was the back end year, which would have been 2025, I think, that the Vikings said no on. And so, but my point is this, and the same is going to I hold still true wonder for, about that, but okay, keep going. Okay. But the same holds true for, for Hunter as well. If you're this close to being a free agent, why wouldn't you be tempted or, you know, what's, What's the motivation to say, well, I really like the Vikings, so I'm just going, unless you get blown away, right? So I, I don't see, like, why come this far to not complete the marathon? And did Quasey sound like a guy yesterday in his press conference that was ready to blow away the Cousins camp with an offer that would no. that would make it a no-brainer for them to not hit free agency? No. No, and I can't foresee a scenario where that takes place. Yeah, and on Daniil, like you've never hit unrestricted free agency. Right. Why would you be motivated to do a deal before testing the market? Right? I'll give you another interesting domino. Let's say the Steelers lose on Sunday to Buffalo. Are we positive that Mike Tomlin is back as Steelers coach? Oh boy. Not that he's getting fired. Dude. Dude. But yeah. so Dude, you can play that game. Are you we one hundred percent positive? Hey, we talked months ago about Mike Rabel, right? Well, look, it came to fruition. They're just, there's enough chatter, just people wondering. Well, like, I just don't know if it's a 100% stone cold lock as we sit here on Thursday morning, the 11th of January, that this time next week, Mike Tomlin is still the Pittsburgh Steelers coach. The reason I bring that up, Brian mm-hmm. Flores, right? I still think Brian is back. I still think the pending litigation when you're suing the league. Makes it really difficult for him to get a head coaching job. But Pittsburgh might be the one. Just something, I don't know, something top of mind. Are you I mean, hearing it's that? very reckless speculation. I, 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 I got to push no, no, no. Are, are I you, hope the aggregators don't aggregate that? this. No, no. Be, this is very, very late. much opinion-based. Well, well, I, I, saw, I saw a tweet from a guy that I know is loosely plugged in. And so I'm not going to swear by this, but it is reckless. But but it just dovetailed with what you said, and it and it sounds I like I saw a tweet from a guy who was, who was loosely, loosely plugged, plugged in. in. And I'm going to That's, tell you right now, yeah. He tweeted that Brian Flores told the Vikings that I'm not looking to leave unless one of my like three dream jobs becomes available. And according to this tweet, Pittsburgh was on that list. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I don't doubt that so, one bit. Sure. So you're, I mean, it does. I think you are on to something here, and that is incredibly intriguing. Well, it might be all moot, right, if Tomlin is back, right? I mean, I don't know how many people are at least verbalizing the possibility. Maybe you're thinking about it in your head, but I don't know how many people are bringing it to the forefront. But I'm just wondering, right? This is a safe space for this reckless speculation. I'm just wondering if come Tuesday, is Mike Tomlin still, this is presuming, by the way, Buffalo beats Pittsburgh, that Mike Tomlin is still the head coach of the Steelers. Yeah. So right wow. now, there are eight coach openings before we even talk about playoff teams. There's Patriots, Seahawks, Chargers, Titans, Falcons, Commanders, Raiders, Panthers. In terms of like, like the more openings there are, the more likely it is Flores jumps, right? Supply and demand. But you could also make a case, and I'm not saying he would be the front runner for any of these jobs, but like you said, Steelers, I think Tomlin stays, but it's a worthwhile point. Probably, the, but hey, two months e- ago we thought Eagles, Pete Carroll was probably the, staying, but we brought it up in this space, and hey, it happened. The Eagles, if they get, let's say they get embarrassed on Monday, that franchise is, I mean, they've moved off 
Andy Reid and Doug Peterson like that. They won't linger around if there's a change to be made. And then the Cowboys. I don't know that the Cowboys would, again, make Brian Flores the front runner. But if let's say the Cowboys lose at home to the Packers in the wild card round, Mike McCarthy's probably getting fired, I would say. So there could like there could be nine or ten head coach openings at the end of the day here if a couple things go sideways during the wild card round. And uh, that opens up more doors for Brian Flores to leave. Now, there's some Vikings fans that have soured on Brian Flores the last three weeks, and I would just remind them, then you're nuts. nobody thought this you're was going to be a top-five defense. So, <laughs> Vikings Nation, you want Brian Flores back here yeah. in 2024. I promise you that. They figured out his defense. No, he had no personnel to work with outside of Daniil Hunter and a couple other guys. He literally turned, all due respect to Josh Metellus, he took a special teams player, sixth-round pick, and made him the most important player maybe, like sort of, Wild card player on that defense. He he's brilliant, and yes, I agree with Doogie. You definitely want him back. By the way, speaking of Metellus, I'm told the rookie meal tab from Monday night just under ten grand. So it wasn't crazy. Hey, it's not too bad. Oh, that's we talked bad about that on Tuesday. So there's the follow really? up today. Yeah, just Where'd under ten grand. more. Do you know which restaurant? Yeah, give Spoon? me a second. No, it was Mason Margot. Ocean Air. It was that. Yes, Mason Phil. Margot. Yes, yep. Mason Margot. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that was place it. Is so. Yeah. Where's that Another, one? It's a David Fema restaurant. Yeah, it's, it's a new Fema street yeah. in the North Loop. Yeah, I hear good Fema, fantastic yeah. stuff. Yeah, fantastic. that's exactly. I right. got yep. chilies and Woodbury yeah. though. So, <laughs> so <laughs> that's what they should do. Go to Olive Garden. You know, oh, so you can more, eat pasta. Uh, more on the now. I'm craving a red lobster biscuit. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines. And whatever else comes to mind, just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom. And it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. More on the on the reckless speculation coaching stuff. OK, so I got a few more. So Pete Carroll was moved out for a reason. Like, I don't think that this was a arbitrary, yeah, it's just time. I think he was moved out for a reason. What I read yesterday was that that the Seahawks are very interested in bringing Dan Quinn back from mm-hmm. the Cowboys. But to your point, Bill, if the Cowboys get upset and the Cowboys decide, you know what, the Mike McCarthy thing is done, I guess my question is, would they try to retain Dan Quinn? And then could Brian Flores be a candidate in Seattle, which, by the way, I don't believe would be completely adverse to a defensive guy. I think most teams probably want a quarterback guy. Um, the other one that we're that that I think we're accepting way too too much because this guy has lied through his teeth before is that Saban's retiring. Oh wait, you think I, he's going back to the NFL? I think that there's this guy has lied about what day of week it is. I mean, this guy this guy is a habitual liar if he needs to be. So yes, I think well, which current, I'm just saying, which current well, team do you think has it has it lined up with Saban right now? Well, or I'll, I'll ask an, another question: Could we be looking at a Lennon and McCartney reunion of sorts with Belichick and Saban? Oh, I get. But but would Saban oh, really God. leave that job to be like the defensive that job's coordinator not- for the? No, no, no. I'm saying Belichick is GM, Saban as his coach. But but Mm. the Alabama job to me, college football jobs right now, Saban's smart as hell, man. Sing it. College football jobs suck right now. Yep. NIL, players control you. I mean, Nick Saban, what made Nick Saban not a great NFL coach and a fantastic college coach was control. He had control of everything. 
You've lost that now. So I'm just saying, I think this whole thing about Nick Saban's done, do competitive guys like that really retire while, while they're still pretty much on top of things? I mean, Nick Saban's still a hell, hell of a coach. I'm just throwing it out there. I think I think there's something there's something cooking. It's interesting. Right yeah, and didn't they I mean Saban's regret is wasn't it that they had a chance at Drew Brees mm-hmm. and then like, they were going to they were going to make a move for Drew Brees. Well, so did these guys the here. Coach. Yeah, these guys here did too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there was like people in the yeah, front office been like, or what, something 2005, didn't like his shoulder. Give or take. Oh, five or six. Yeah, and they so 06. they 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 wind up with Joey Harrington and Dante Culpepper and Cleo yep. Lemon as their quarterbacks, and that drove him back to college football, right? Yep, that's interesting. So you'd have you'd have the Atlanta Falcons with Bill Belichick running the front office, who's by the way has been terrible at drafting and player development the last few years, uh, and then Nick Saban as the head coach with and, Kirk Cousins as the starting quarterback. Oh, God. and Arthur Blank, <laughs> Home Depot guy, with a. No pun intended. Blank check here. Wow. My I mean, Arthur. So then, blank what is Rich McKay's role? Rich McKay has been there forever. Oh, Rich head McKay coach after probably... head coach after head coach. Yeah, he perhaps... can advise. He's an advisor. Or, He's... or, or, Saban might be in line. I'm just th- throwing this out again. Safe space. Seahawks possibly. Like, there's a lot going on here. I'm just the the Belichick Saban reunion is just a pie in the sky. But I am I. I would say the odds are really good that Nick Saban didn't resign to retire. Mm. He and it is interesting. Terry, I think, might be headed back to the National Football League. I will tell you, the last 24 hours is yet just a reminder that just when we think we have things figured out in late December, heading into early January, Black Monday, what have you, there's always a surprise. This time next year, I promise you, there will be a surprise. There always right. is. Always. Yeah. Agreed. Okay, deep breath for a second. We'll get back into the scoop bag and maybe some more reckless speculation. But a handful of years ago, I discovered AG1. I was actually like six or seven years ago. I'm trying to do the math in my head. And AG1 has been a huge benefit for me. Uh, one scoop mixed with water in the morning or even in the afternoon, and you get 75 high-quality ingredients, important daily nutrients. In fact, AG1 is a foundational nutrition supplement that supports your body's universal needs like gut optimization, stress management, immune support. Uh, and that's just where AG1 is so big. You know, if maybe maybe you're not like Tom Brady and you're having kale and lean protein for every meal. You know, you're living your life. And AG1 is that nutritional insurance, making sure you get what you need every day. Uh, so if you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. And I'm probably wrong. I'll be able to drink ag1.com slash purple daily. I believe we also have a, uh, a website link for this podcast. I'll get that for the next episode. But for now, go to drinkag1.com slash purple daily. That's drinkag1.com slash purple daily. Also, boys, uh, Zero Res is here to deep clean your home. And yeah, I bet you if you pulled the audience and said, hey, have you ever had your home actually deep cleaned as opposed to just like running a vacuum and maybe dusting the mantles and stuff? Pretty high percentage of you, if you're being honest, would probably say, no, I've never done that. That's where Zero Res comes in here. Start the year off with that deep breath of fresh air in your home. You can get three rooms Zero Resified starting at just $119 when you ask for the Score North Special and also $75 off when you get your air ducts Zero Res cleaned. That's 9520res or zeroresminnesota.com. Say you want the Scornor special. Spell it forward or backwards. It spells the same. Zero res. Okay. 
let's stay on Vikings if if we could here. Um, you know, Quasi, Chip and Kevin did a great job. You guys mentioned this on Royce, just sort of peppering Quasi with hard questions yesterday. The the 2022 draft discussion is a fascinating one. Uh, Quasi was asked about Scene and Booth basically being non-factors after year two, and I won't read the whole quote. But toward the end of it, he said, these guys have shown us nothing but reason to believe they are going to keep on their upward path wherever that ends up. Uh, he also said, I know it's a results business, and so we'll see where that ends up at the end of the day. Uh, do you think Quasi's kind of feeling the heat from that first draft at all? Do you think internally they're looking at him sideways for that 2022 draft? I mean, I think he's feeling some heat. I don't know about internally if people are looking at him sideways. I mean, you do have the out with seeing the catastrophic injury. Now, hey, he's been fully cleared for over a year. All right. But that is the out with that one. I still go back to that process. How they ended up even selecting Lewis Seen to begin with. This pressure that they thought Tampa right behind them was going to go with Seen. Like, who cares? But just even moving backwards the way they did, I just I wonder deep down, I don't know if he would ever admit this on the record, but I just wonder deep down if there's regret about the process just to even land there in the late 30s when you really didn't have to do that. Yeah. And especially if, if you were intent on drafting a safety, Hamilton was there for your original pick. They didn't like him. Yeah, and I mean, so, I said it in the moment. I'll reiterate it now. They just they yeah. didn't have a healthy opinion for whatever reason. I haven't gone down the rabbit hole too much, but I just know on the surface, like pre-draft, there just there was very little interest shown in Kyle Hamilton. The Kyle Hamilton camp just never got any sort of vibe that the Vikings were all in on him or even half in on him. It's really he just wasn't their guy. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I mean, he's one of, he's like, my guy. I think it's not even, you know, an opinion. Like, it's fact-based. He's one of, what, the yeah. three or four best safeties in the game right now. Yeah. Hey, do you think, uh, I know I, I, it's, probably more of your just educated speculation than like any reporting here I'm going to ask you about, but Justin Jefferson. So Quasi did say, Hey, uh, had great, great dialogue with his agent this morning, yesterday. We built a lot of the groundwork for a contract last season. So we're going to keep in touch. Talk again soon. That is true. Like Phil, I'm telling you, there were some people with the Vikings that thought on the afternoon of Saturday, September 9th, 20 something hours before kickoff, opening game against Tampa at U.S. Bank Stadium that they had a deal done. That's how hmm. close it was. So, yes, okay. I take him at face value on that, that the groundwork was laid, that they came so close on September 9th, they can eventually push this thing across the finish line. Nick Bosa is the highest-paid non-quarterback in the NFL. Is that the decision the Vikings have to make on Justin Jefferson, making him the highest-paid non-quarterback? Yeah, I mean, I don't know the him? numbers that were discussed on September 9th, but, yes, I think at this point, Yes, I think there is a desire to become the highest paid non-quarterback. If that's the case, let's say that's the line. Like there is no negotiating that he's either he's either going to be the highest paid non-quarterback and that's going to be part of your economic situation to navigate or you can say no and go get two or three first round picks for him from some team like I mean the Chiefs have late first round picks, but there's some teams out there that would love to have a Justin Jefferson and give up a bunch of draft capital. Are the Vikings just in a box right now or they probably just have to make him the highest paid non-quarterback or is there any chance they could get weird and say no and then explore alternatives that would really really surprise me i think it would even me too, shock me i think yeah just yeah. well i'm telling you as long as the wilfs are running the ship i just don't sense phil 
You can make a compelling case, right? Kirk, thank you for your service. We're moving on. You look at the landscape of the NFC North for the next couple of years. Okay, the Packers are well-positioned. The Lions certainly are well-positioned. The Bears are well-positioned. That the Vikings of the four teams in the NFC North are in the worst possible spot over the next couple of years. I don't want to say five years, but over the next couple of years. That now is the time. It should have happened two years ago. Now is the time to truly hit the reset button. That, yes, if you can get multiple first-round picks, maybe a two as well, that you make that Justin Jefferson trade. I will be, I'm telling you, though, I will be shocked if they do it. The I'm just telling you, the Wilfs want to win. I just, I don't see a pathway but, where that happens. But Dukes, but Dukes, the, so, so the, the prevailing outside public opinion of this whole thing is Justin Jefferson's going to be very mad if Kirk does not come, come back. The, the reality is baloney. this. I think that's baloney. Well, and, yeah. and the reality is this Justin Jefferson will be, could very well be, and I don't blame him, part of the reason Kirk does not come back. Because if Justin Jefferson's going to break the bank starting in 2000, so keep this in mind. The Vikings are prepared to pay Jefferson a ton and in guarantees that's going to go under the cap in 2025. That would be very reason of of the case not to then have Kirk also be paying a ton of guaranteed cash in 25. So Justin Jefferson, at the end of the day, might be a reason that Kirk does not return. And the other thing, too, is... This could so if they can't get this done, I don't think they're going to trade him. But this could go in, into training camp because if you guys recall, Nick Bosa held out for much of training camp last year from San Fran until he got the contract that he currently has. Mm-hmm. And remember, because Jefferson is going to be going into the fifth year option of his rookie contract, his fines can be forgiven. So he's he'll get fined every day he's gone, and it gets to be a massive amount. But on a rookie contract. That's the only contract in which fines can be forgiven. So there's a lot of tentacles here. But I would urge people to remember that if Justin Jefferson is retained and paid like he wants to be paid and Kirk leaves, that is a huge factor. Well, I mean, I think that they would aim to get the deal done late July at the latest before training camp. Certainly, you have a new quarterback in place. You don't want Justin. I mean, I'm stating the obvious, but you don't want Justin missing time that in August, right? There is something to be said about camaraderie, chemistry, yep. all that stuff. I wouldn't worry about Justin keeping himself in shape, much like Nick Bosa. Like Justin would do his thing, you know, down in Louisiana or wherever, Miami. But yeah, I mean, if you have a new quarterback, you want Justin here. I would imagine if they move on from Kirk, that Jefferson deal is done by late July. Yeah. The, the other thing, too, is like the 49. I mean, the 49ers have done so many great things. Organiz- that's such a great roster building organization that they can move up draft capital to take Trey Lance with completely and not miss a beat and still be the favorites to get to the Super Bowl in the NFC. Right. They can just like they can just flush it. But the way their roster is built up right now, because hey, different universe, Garoppolo's, Brock Purdy is here. Right. I mean, the Vikings had some well, interest. Yeah. Garoppolo on Trey Lance gone and he wasn't his cap number wasn't that high either. So because Brock Purdy makes less than a million dollars a year toward their salary cap, they've got Trent Williams as one of the top three highest paid left tackles. They've got Eric Armstead as one of the highest paid non-quarterbacks cap-wise in the league. Debo Samuel, Fred Warner, George Kittle, uh, all these dudes have cap hits over $20 million a year. That's the benefit. I mean, if, if we haven't said it a million times in the last three years. So to me... I don't think there's any way I would bring Justin Jefferson back and that's fine. Only if I'm saying goodbye to Kirk cousins, even if it's only like two years for Kirk cousins, 
because I'd rather free that up now and use free agency to start backloading 26-year-old free agents too. Like, let's go get a couple studs in free agency who are 26, 27 and, and commit to building a great car around a cheap, young, talented quarterback. But if I'm keeping Kirk, I don't think there's any scenario where you would keep Kirk and trade Justin Jefferson. They're, like, that doesn't make any sense. But I just like, why bring back Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins and then still continue to bitch about the rest of the roster as if you don't know what the problem is? Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Well, and that's a fair stance. But I also think reality is it may happen, right? I'm telling you, both sides are motivated to get a deal done. There is a price point. So it's possible Kirk, you know, seeks more and, and he ends up elsewhere. But that both sides would like to get a deal done so that Kirk is back and mm-hmm. they pay Justin. And those guys are here. And inevitably, they're stuck in middle purgatory. I mean, that's yep. the Wilfs, though. I mean, I just, yep. well, you know, and, and I need and, evidence to suggest that the Wilfs are willing to say yes to, re, like, a true rebuild. Like, I, I just, I've never said that for two that decades. Question, though. So, so in, in the press conference, Seifert asked that exact question of Quasi, which, which is essentially something along the lines of, do, do the Wilfs meddle in what you want to do, which obviously restricts you? And Quasi, you know, tried to dance around it as best he possibly could. But that's the that's the intriguing thing that we don't know and that no one's going to come out and on the record tell us. That's the most important thing is, like, are you being allowed to construct this roster? See, because I always thought, until Quasi attempted to spin it yesterday, competitive rebuild to me was the mandate. Like, I never thought that Quasi said, you know, I'm looking at this roster right here. Let's go competitive rebuild. That sounds like fun. Let's take category B. I always thought that he was told, and and I do think that, I do think Ryan Poles showed the Wilfs his plan, which was to take a stick of dynamite and blow the whole thing up. I don't doubt that. And that's what he did with the Bears, and that the Vikings ownership group said, hold on a second here. Mike Zimmer was a problem, but we can win still. So I do think that there's a lot of conflicting views on how to do this. So Doogie, you might be right about this. What Phil is saying makes a, a lot of sense, but it might not in the minds of people who like the stability of what they have, even if that doesn't necessarily result in a Super Bowl, which I don't think the Wilfs accept. I think they think that they can sort of cheat the system. Yeah, oh, I think that's absolutely the case. Now, I actually don't think deep down Mark Wilf came up with the verbiage, competitive rebuild. Yes, it was the mandate, but I think competitive rebuild, that terminology came elsewhere. Yeah. But yeah, Agreed. I agree. You know, let's also remember, you know, if Quasey doesn't get this job, he wasn't getting another GM job. Now, two years later, maybe a different opportunity would have come about. I don't know. Maybe. But, like, he wasn't getting another GM job. So you only have so many cracks at this, right? So the opportunity presented itself. Okay. You have this mandate, for lack of a better term, from ownership. It's your chance to run things. Okay, you know what? I'll accept those terms because this is my chance to become general manager. Uh, wow, this is a what a session here. Hey, we got a couple minutes left, Doogie. So why don't you dig in and empty whatever's left in your scoop bag here for us? Yeah, so Tyler Newbin, the former Gopher safety, certainly has a real chance to go top 40-ish, top 50-ish. Come April's draft, he underwent recent knee surgery, so he will not play in Mobile at the Senior Bowl, but he will be. The headline is, here's the good news, he'll be fine for the Combine late February into early March. How about the Wolves? Should we feel good, Phil? 
Or feel dejected after last Both. night. So Sunday, Both. Dallas up 106-100, three minutes, 35 seconds to go, end up losing. Last night, up 106-97, to three minutes, 30 seconds to go, lose eventually in overtime. But Kyle Anderson was so good last night. How about Cat mm-hmm. the last two nights? So good. No Gobert, no Conley. But then Ant, you look at Ant's fourth quarter and overtime. Only one made shot, three turnovers. Yeah, He was good the first three quarters, then fell off a cliff. So I'm just wondering, you feel good because Boston undefeated at home. Yeah, no poor Zingas, but they had enough guys, right? You had them on the ropes, right? Like I saw Bill Simmons, diehard Celtics fan, tweet last night. Hey, like that's the Celtics' best win of the year. The Wolves still remain number one in the West. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think when you're down nine with 330 to go, regardless of the opponent, who the opponent has. Perspective, I guess. Okay. Yeah. I mean, go to his Twitter page. You can see, or his X page. You can see what he wrote there. So I'm just trying to figure it out. But I think overall, you should feel okay. I I think they need more structure. Mike Conley with the ball, right? You missed Mike Conley last night for sure. But you look at these 16 games, the 16-game gauntlet is now done. You finish 9-7. and seven. 11 of the 16 were on the road. The Wolves have played five more road games than home games at this point. Yet they still remain number one in the Western Conference. If you're a Wolves fan, to me, Phil, you should feel pretty darn good. They continue to make some phone calls. The trade deadline, now less than a month to go. Hey, we saw Shake Milton. He had a pulse last night. I still think they end up trading Shake Milton. He played nine minutes, was a plus eight in those nine minutes. So. Yeah. And the other thing, today is the arbitration deadline in baseball. Remember the Twins? We'll see some Twins news later today. They want to wrap up deals with all their arbitration-eligible players. I don't have the full list in front of me, but you've got Caleb Fielbar, Ryan Jeffers, Alex you know. Kirilov, and others, Willie Castro as well. Such a weird process. It's, uh, it's a very you know, weird. It's, it's a team and a baseball. player in their rep fighting over... Like the team is so the team posts a number that they think he's worth, and then the player and agent post a number that they think he's worth, and then if they can't come to terms before the arbitration deadline on a middle number, then they literally go to a hearing where the team trashes the player in an effort to get the lower number. It's so odd. And hey, this regime—it had been a while, but this regime not afraid whatsoever to get in front of the arbitrator. Zero Who knows fear. nothing about baseball. The, That's the bo- my favorite it's, part. It's the Bobs from Office Space. It's literally it's the Bobs. They're they're just going there to trash. Them. But so anyway, yeah. I foresee some deals being reached later today, so they can even avoid even having to figure out something before they go into that judge's sure. you know room and all that. So, so look for some Twins awesome. news later today. All right, Darren Doogie Wolfson on this reckless speculation Thursday. We'll see you next week. All right, boys, take it easy. Right, see ya. All right, all right, boys. Purple Daily coming at you here on this Thursday, too. We do have a Score North Twin show where we will start to unveil the top 25 twins of all time. So that'll be a fun list to, to go through. Uh, if you haven't already, click that like button and the subscribe button on the Score North YouTube channel. And we'll see you guys next time.